Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones to share another quiet talk with you today. Does God have plans for you? Do you have plans for you? Looking back over my life, I have to say that my plans, or perhaps a better word would be dreams, have not come true as I envisioned them when I was young. When I first felt a call to preach, I imagined myself preaching to large crowds and having powerful results. Many people would repent and turn to Christ under my powerful and anointed preaching. When I was in my teens and early 20s, I was privileged to be in a large church that had the luxury of some powerful pulpit ministry, visiting missionaries and evangelists that were to me the best preachers anybody could imagine. I wanted to be like one of them. So far, that hasn't happened. I heard somebody say once that life is what happens while you were making other plans. Don't get me wrong, some really good things have happened that I didn't see coming when I was in my early 20s. Having nine children wasn't on the radar then, at least as far as I remember. My wife and I have to say that having all those kids is just about the greatest blessing in our lives. I recently heard a recorded message from a traveling preacher who said he was in a different church ministering every week. He shared in this talk that the vast majority of the pastors he meets are filled with fear of failure. They are under pressure, they think, to build a great church, to have significant numerical growth in their congregations, but for most it doesn't happen. What they visualize for themselves never becomes a reality. Now, of course, this talk today is not just for preachers. Some people, perhaps, when they first got married, saw in their future kids around a Christmas tree, holding a newborn baby, teaching a little boy how to ride a bike, but they are never able to have children. That fond vision for their lives doesn't happen. Or maybe there's a business you want to start. You have the drive. You work hard, but circumstances turn against you, and the business never gets off the ground. So instead of having a thriving business, you end up with mounds of debt that you can't pay off. How should we respond to these life disappointments? Unfortunately, too many people respond with bitterness. They live out the rest of their lives in regret, maybe blaming someone for their lack of success, maybe even blaming God. I'd like to try to help you look at your life in a different way. Recently, my morning devotions included Psalm 138. In verse 8, it says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Think about that. That verse tells us that God has dreams for us as well. The only thing is that usually his dreams are different from ours. They may not be as dramatic and impressive, but nevertheless, he has them. When Jesus met Peter, he expressed his dreams and his purpose for Peter. He said, You are Simon, the son of John, but you will be called Peter, which means a rock. I have no doubt that there were many times in his subsequent life that 
Peter didn't feel much like a rock, but that didn't matter. God was fulfilling his purpose for this disciple, and he is fulfilling his purpose for you. One more aspect of that little verse. Notice who is in charge of fulfillment in this operation. Right, God. Not only does he have a purpose for you, but he will certainly fulfill it. We think everything is up to us. All the pressure is on us, and so we end up with ulcers and hypertension. Please forgive me if for just a minute I return to the thoughts of a pastor. I said earlier that so many pastors are afraid of failure, failure to build a big, successful church. One Sunday night many years ago after the evening service in the church where I was a youth pastor, I was talking with another young man. I was pretty young myself at the time, and he shared with me his vision for ministry. I encouraged him to pursue it. He then took the pastor's elbow and said, Dan here says that I should go out and do what I believe God is leading me to do. To my surprise, this pastor said, don't tell him that. I'm trying to build a church here. In other words, I don't care what he think, thinks God wants him to do. I, I want him sitting in one of my pews. We think our job is to build the church. I have shocking news for you. It isn't. Jesus Christ said, I will build my church. Did you know he said that? And he didn't turn right around and then say, what would you please help me? Would you make a pledge to this great project? No, he just said that he would build it. Now back to some subject matter that applies to all Christians. None of this is to imply that we are to be merely passive and sit back and wait for God to do everything. No, we have a responsibility. It's maybe just not what we thought our responsibility was. Jesus is quite clear on this. And I'll bet most of you know this verse. It's found at the end of the sixth chapter of Matthew. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Do you know what that means? Another way to translate kingdom is the rule of God, or perhaps the kingship of God. You see, our job is not to build the kingdom. Our job is to maintain a proper relationship with the king. Our job is to keep ourselves under his loving dominion. And if we do that, God will certainly do his job to fulfill the purpose he has for us. We will often not see exactly what all that means, but again, that's not our job. Our job is to work on that beautiful relationship with our king every day. Our job is to love him with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. There's an interesting little parable, I guess you'd call it, in Mark chapter 4. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. 
God is building his kingdom in, in ways we can't understand. I have no idea how the ways in which he has led me in my life, the things that I've done that seem in retrospect so useless, how these things will produce a harvest for the Lord. I don't need to know that. I just scatter seed and let God take care of the harvest. Many years ago, I pastored a church in which I had a lot of difficulties. I won't go into them, but suffice it to say that after I left, I never felt like my ministry there really amounted to anything. I'm sure God used my sufferings there to refine me, but as to the people I stood before, I just couldn't imagine anything good coming out of it. But through these little talks, I have reconnected with someone from that church who was quite young then. I left that place 27 years ago. Last week, this person called me from way up there. The church was in the Pacific Northwest and talked to me about their life for about an hour and a half. They told me that my quiet talks were really encouraging them as they were going through some very difficult times. That person has no idea how encouraging that call was to me, but they probably know it now. The point is, God is using us in ways we don't understand. Don't try to grade your life by some human standard. Keep your eyes on the Lord and seek Him daily. He is fulfilling His purpose for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that, Lord, you're in charge of our lives, and uh, you will fulfill your purpose for us, Lord God. Even though we're not always sure uh, what that purpose is or how it's working out, we trust you, and we know that our job is to love you with all of our hearts, to seek first the kingdom, to seek to keep our lives under your gracious rule, and to love our King with all of our hearts. Help us to do that. In Jesus' name. Amen. My dear friend, uh, some friends of mine, actually they're kind of my parishioners, I guess, but we are seeking to uh, extend the kingdom, to proclaim the message of Jesus in the Schenectady, New York area, also, of course, Albany and all around this area, what they call the capital district of New York State. We are seeking to spread the word in the Bread of Life Anglican Church, where I'm the pastor. We meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady, which is the American Legion Hall. And we are praying, and if you want to pray for us, we'd love for you to pray that God would supply us a permanent place, a more of a churchy kind of a building, but that's in his hands, and it's all about him. And so we're seeking God, and we're meeting and seeking to be faithful week by week. So pray for us there. And as always, you can reach me by email at Father.danjones at Outlook.com. May God bless you.